Well, hello, back again with another episode of Bandwidth and Banter. <laughs> and look at that, we came with the druid dance too, like extra bonus fun. <laughs> Got a dance. Hmm. You peaked there, we didn't hear you. Oh, we gotta get that last bit of coffee out of there. Yeah, the, the smallest of droplets of coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, we gotta dance. Of course. We gotta dance. So today is great. Uh, we have another episode of Bandwidth and Banter uh, where we actually get to interview somebody. Oh, thank you, Arigato, for, for the, the subs. Appreciate you. So uh, last week we didn't have an interviewee. Uh, we were going to talk about character creation, but it turned out that we had an, a bunch of tech issues uh, yep. and, and, and I had to pivot to OBS on the fly, like mm -hmm. uh, roughly an In hour before time. stream. Yeah. Yep. So, and because of that, we worked on it during stream. So we got to have that throwback tech talk, like, like the way band with the band started. It, 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 honestly, I did not realize how much nostalgia that would give me, but know, that right? was just like, man, this was just. This was the reason. This is how we got our start. You know, podcast. to quote this little green-haired streamer I know, it was glorious. <laughs> uh, speaking of glorious, we've got a glorious, badass Viking to show off today. Uh, so uh, excited. We are super honored to have on the show a VTuber who we were lucky enough to find to raid into during one of our D&D streams. Who is also a fellow D and D streamer, mm -hmm. uh, and my gosh, we've gotten to know him. He's such a warm, welcoming individual, just a bright, joyful person, entertaining, and uh, has the coolest VTuber avatar, and is a, uh, just just a great at D and D. And so, I can't wait to find out more about him. Uh, the man of the hour, literally tonight. <laughs> uh, we're having on Yotun Redwolf. Yotin Red Wolf. And here he is himself. Hello. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> ah, well, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. <laughs> I love that. I love that, dude. I know she's saying, I love that so much. I can hear it in her, in my, <laughs> I can hear it in my head, in her voice. You can hear it. <laughs> I love it so much. No, I love like, it uh, so much. <laughs> my, my standard intro, if, if you guys wouldn't mind me uh, doing my Go standard intro since I'm here in uh, Stormkeep. Yes. I'm a guest at Stormkeep, everybody. Hello. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Val, hello, everyone. It is I, your boy, Yoten Red Wolf, and I am here with uh, Druid IRL and Stormy D SSG uh, on the amazing show Bandwidth and Banter. If you're not following them, please give them a follow because follows are free. Well said. And, and mm -hmm. right back at you, like everybody, please. <laughs> We're, we do bandwidth and banter because we like to highlight amazing, talented, positive streamers like Yoke yes. Red Bull. Uh, we're yes. going to be sharing all of his, uh, you know, his, his link to his channel and uh, all kinds of stuff about him at the end of the interview today. So uh, be sure to, uh, to drop him all the support that you can. We like to keep people like him going on Twitch. Uh, yeah. So support him all you can. Much um, appreciated. Much, much, much appreciated. You bet. It's, it's our so honor, sir. Thank you. Uh, you ready to jump into some interesting, dive into some questions that I, that I think we'll have some fun with? Uh, that, that's fine. That's fine. I, okay. I, I can do that. Uh, would you mind if I got comfortable first? Of Get course. comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
All right, you take off my cloak. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> he he faked us out with that. We did not know that was coming. I did. I did. I'm um, much smaller. I'm much smaller in stature without it. I look I look so imposing. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh it. God. I, so uh yes. This this was this was a nice intro. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> uh kick this off and with a bang there, there, Druid. So shooketh right now. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> anyways. Um Jotun Red Wolf. Yes. Or Joe, as everybody in your chat apparently yeah. likes to call you. Uh, please share a boring fact about yourself. A boring fact about myself? Um, mm, uh, I'm a VTuber. No, that's, 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 <laughs> that's not boring. That's cool. No. <laughs> um, a boring fact about myself. Um, I... Mm, wow, you know, I never think... Of of like what boring thing like uh, I it's mundane boring uh, things. I am I am the living embodiment of a seven day Monday week. That's 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 that's, that's that is me. Um, uh, no boring fact about myself. Uh, I am not. Oh, I can't even think of one. I can't think of one. That's okay. That's okay. If if it comes maybe to maybe I'm not as boring as I think I am. <laughs> if it comes to you during the interview, feel free to throw it out there at any time. Okay? I'll just blurt it out and throw everybody off. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it when it's just like <laughs> Here's one Random. that I, I think it will be easy for you to answer and something that we're all looking forward to finding out. I know I oh. was when I knew you were going to be on the show, and that's how did you pick your Twitch name and VTuber avatar, and what was the inspiration? Okay. Um. So... I wanted to do something that I hadn't seen a lot of people do, and I got into VTubers uh, early on when, uh, you know, when the world decided that it needed another plague. Uh, um, I, I got into the habit of, you know, be, being from home and, and working from home and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I stumbled upon like Hololive and Niji Sanji, the, the big VTuber companies, and I started watching their talents. I'm like, man, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'd always wanted to stream. I'd always wanted to stream, but I never had the means to do so. I never had a PC to do it or anything like that. And I saw that a lot of other people were doing it with like very little, like very little setups, like laptops and stuff. And I'm like, well, if if they can do it, maybe I can too. So mm. I wanted to do something completely different. Some I'd never seen any Vikings. There, there are a lot, surprisingly. There are a lot of Viking VTubers out there. There's a lot of Norse-themed VTubers out there. And um, because of my background in D&D, uh, I'm like, well, what what would be interesting? I'm like, well, a half giant would be cool. And I'm like, yeah, a half giant would be pretty neat. And then uh, as far as the uh, the overall design, um, I I was shopping around and I, I say shopping around because every VTuber has their their model parent. We call them their parents like their your mom and your dad, like mm-hmm. your mom draws you and your dad rigs you and makes you do all these goofy little things like I can close one eye. Thanks, mm-hmm. dad. Um <laughs> But um, I was shopping around for uh, for different um, for artists and no, no, hardly any of them did male models. Hardly any of them did male. And I was like, oh, no. And I'm like, I, I didn't know what to do. And I stumbled across one artist who wasn't taking commissions. But I told them my idea. I said, look, I want to I want to do like something Norse themed. I want to be like a Viking. Uh, but the idea that I had and I don't know uh, because both um, 
both Stormy and Druid play Skyrim. Uh, do you see the the hints of Skyrim in my uh, in my design? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So um, for those of you in chat who who aren't so aware, my armor is inspired by the Dawnguard armor. Uh huh. Yeah. So yep. I, I I really wanted to go with that. Um, but yeah, overall, I uh, I talked to them and they were like, you know what? I really like your idea. I like. I like that it's unique. They're like, tell you what, I'll put you at the bottom of my queue, you know, my art queue, and you can just, you know, pay me however. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, let's do that. And uh, they they designed me top to bottom, and um, I, I don't have like two separate parents in terms of my VTuber model. My the person who drew me also rigged me. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So they they did all the work. They they fully insisted on it. And it's it's a brilliant, brilliant piece. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I tell it's... my chat. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I, I tell my chat all the time. There's probably never going to be a Jotun 2.0 because I'm so in love with this one. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I do have like alternate models. Like I've got like a little PNG model for when like my, my system can't run this big boy. Mm-hmm. And then I've also got a small boy. Um who who was gifted to me by a former friend mm-hmm. so he's he's super tiny um but yeah i've i've got i've got a few of those and um i, I may have like completely skirted around the entire initial question but uh like the 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 D inspiration is like you know i wanted to do half giant but everyone does frost giants if if mm-hmm. they do a half giant and you're a viking it's like oh yeah uh but no i i went with uh i went with fire giant so oh, cool. i have i have a little beautiful. fiery hair yeah yeah, yeah. i love it uh, what about what about your your name jotun red wolf oh yeah yeah so jotun um in my lore uh my my father's a human my uh my mother is a giant uh because i'm a half giant i am not i'm not a full giant so i'm a half giant and uh the the village in which I, I grew up in, uh, they didn't know what to call me, so they just called me Jotun, uh, after the, the Jotunar, the uh, mm-hmm. the giants themselves, the giant kin. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, the last name Red Wolf is uh, for the uh, cloak I actually wear. So again, I can put my cloak back on. It's made from the, uh, the fur of a great red wolf. Ah, gotcha. Awesome. So, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I love that. I Thank appreciate that you did the. I appreciate that you did the fire giant lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the surtur, yeah, I love it. Um, what D and D class do you consider yourself to be in real life? In real life, uh, <laughs> I I am a I am a simple farmer. <laughs> I, I, I have been one my entire life. <laughs> Un- unironically so okay the more the boring fact about me here it is here it is i used to raise beef cattle i used to raise beef cattle <laughs> okay you really are just a sweet country I boy i am i am i have such a soft spot for sweet country boys oh this is why i i knew you would i just yep anyways no I'm i used to really now <laughs> no, it's okay no i used to raise beef cattle no um if i were to be a class in real life uh i have Oh, would I would I call myself a scholar? I wouldn't call myself a bard, but I would probably be a theatrical bard. And I also have a second degree black belt in um, Chun Kuk Do, which is the uh, United Martial Arts Association um, martial art uh, founded by Chuck Norris. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so I would say like I'm a monk bard, uh, multi class with a folk hero background. I guess. 
Gotcha. Well, while you're working with the land, you could even say maybe ranger or druid, I suppose, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Like class man. I like it. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> <clears throat> so here's a here's one that's uh, to kick us off. I like this question. Uh, it is a little bit of a stumper for you, maybe, or maybe not. Uh, as a D&D as aficionado and mm -hmm. a player of Baldur's Gate 3, uh, are there any unique BG3 mechanics that you like enough to port to IRL D&D? Uh, I want to throw potions at people. That that is something that I think that you should be able to do. Uh huh. Um, I've I've always been a fan of the the bonus action drinking a potion because mm -hmm. yep. it's it's on you as long as you've got it on you, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. But I like that you can throw things at companions and then heal them from a distance because your cleric might not have the range on a spell to get to them or your bard or, or whoever so no that that would be one that i would port over i would also probably port over the environmental effects mm -hmm. like if there's water yep. on the ground using yep. like um electrical spells and things like that those, those are two that really stood out to me when i yeah. started playing Baldur's gate i love yeah. it i agree and what's neat is larry the studios <clears throat> they ported those environmental effects over from their other games, Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2, into Baldur's Gate 3. And mm. it's brilliant that, um, that uh, you know, that they've done that. Because, like you said, it's inspired DMs to be like, oh, ooh, I can make encounters a little more environmentally tactical. I like this idea. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. Um... <laughs> Do you prefer to DM or play? Um, be a player? I, I am what? a forever DM. And <laughs> I, I, I'm a forever DM by choice. I know that oh. a lot of people who play D&D or who have run D&D, they're like, oh, you know, I really wish I could play. I wish I could play. I, I want to say that I get bored with the characters that I play. It's not that I, 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 I lose complete interest in the character, but it's like, I have so many ideas in my head. I want to I want to play those ideas. And the best way for me to, you know, introduce an interesting character is to do it at my tabletop. Yeah. It's like you you run into an interesting character, not not, you know, that NPC that's cooler than everybody else. You know, I've got the plus five great sword of of giant cleaving and, and things like you, you don't have <laughs> that guy run up on the party and just be like, all right. Yeah, that guy was kind of weird. Huh? Let's never talk to him again. Uh, but, um, no, I, um, I'm a forever DM by choice. I, I have played in games and I've enjoyed playing in games. Um, but if the game, uh, I don't want to say if the game goes too long that, that I would lose interest. It's just sometimes I play something and find out that it doesn't quite fit the the world or what the dm had in mind so it's like hey can i make a character that kind of fits a little bit more which is important for, for those of you who don't know uh have a session zero with your games uh mm. so that way you can get everybody together and you can hash out those details and never have to worry about that kind of stuff yeah mid-game yep. <laughs> never worry about it mid-game <laughs> agreed agreed <clears throat> great great answer sir i like it <clears throat> yeah um, so on that note, uh, as a, as a uh, fellow DM, uh, have you ever created a unique magical item and or monster for a D&D campaign? Please tell us about. So one of my unique items, it is actually not a super magical item, but it is a drink. It is a drink that I am important to all of my worlds. Um, it is a drink called pigment. 
And this drink, uh, it takes on the appearance of the container in which it's poured into, and it also adds a little bit of flavor. So if it's poured into like a wooden mug, it might have more of an earthy taste. Um, if it's poured into like a glass chalice, it might taste uh, more crisp or something like that. And it always changes based upon the container that it's put into. But I put it in every single bar in, in my world. Like in a major city, that's that's one of the ones that I put in there. Um, Interesting. I love it. Go on. And what, so, what was what, what was the other part of the question? Uh, <laughs> a, a, monster. a monster for, for a, any unique monsters? Um, no unique monsters. I like I like to to use a lot of the the same thoroughfare that um, that most DMs have probably used. You know, um, I use less dragons than I would in my dungeons. But um, one monster that I really like, I've always liked the Umber Hulk. Mm-hmm. And me too. Yeah, the the they're they're like a big beetle creature that can confuse you upon looking at you, mm-hmm. and they're massive, and I love them. <laughs> yep, I agree. That's a good one. <laughs> Is that why I'm just constantly? Am I just always looking at one? Is that why I'm just I'm just constantly <laughs> confused all the time? Well, one, one has been stationed in uh, in <laughs> Druid's room. Yep. She's just Constantly. not doing it yet. <laughs> it's, it's also invisible. So I just well, happen to lock eyes with it every once in a while, and I'm just confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, she's haunted by the ghost of an Umber Hulk. That's what it's no, that, that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. I thought I saw something moving behind her, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> thought it was a staple of the stream. Now she's going to have nightmares and not be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, guess what? I don't dream. Yeah. Or I don't remember my dreams. So there we go. I'm fine. I have no. I don't have to worry about nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, uh, can you tell us about your first and also your favorite D and D character that you have created? Okay, so the year the year was long ago. <laughs> Um, I was playing third edition D&D mm-hmm. and uh, my first ever character I made, he was a wild elf ranger. Cool. Um, and uh, I wanted him to have like this really cool mount. Now I was running the game, but I was I was like, no, I'm going to have a DMPC and I'm going to play with all my friends. And, you know, we're, we're like early teens when we're playing this. I was like, OK, um, but I wanted a really unique mount and. I don't know how familiar uh, you guys are with some of like the really weird creatures from like third edition, but there's a there's a creature called a spider eater, and it's like this giant bee mixed with a a literal spider, and it's got these huge bat wings. I was like, that is my mount. I I, I had no proficiency with it. I was like, I want this cool thing, and um, <laughs> that, that's that was my first character. That was my first ever character. Right on. I right love on. that. Was it also um, your favorite, or did you have a different favorite? No, my, my favorite character, and I knew this question would come up, so I want to I want to regale you guys with the tale of my uh, my healer who is not a healer. Um, so I had a friend. He was running a, a home game, and uh, no one in his party chose to be the healer. And he's like, "Hey, Joe, um, I need you to uh, to play in this game if you're available, and but if you do, I need you to play a healer." I was like, "Okay." I looked at the classes. I'm like, I don't want to be a druid. I don't want to be a cleric. I said, okay, I'll be, a, I'll be a, the healer for the party on one condition. I want to be a rogue. He's like, what? I said, no, I want to be a rogue. This is, again, third edition D&D. 
Mm-hmm. So you had skills in like bluff and uh, use magic device. I said the only the only caveat is I need a wand of healing. So I kept the wand of healing smuggled up the sleeve of my shirt and I, I deceived the party the entire time. Like I had a stolen holy symbols that I would break out like in the middle of combat um, and and break break them out and be like, Oh, you know, you have no power here against the undead. But then the party was so invested in me to keep me safe because I was I was healing them. I had told the DM outside that uh, every time I'm making a quote unquote heal check, I'm doing sleight of hand checks to steal gold from the party. So that way, when we go back to town, I can I can redo my magic items I, <laughs> like I can recharge my magic items. So he would he had his own chart for my stuff. He had his own chart for my stuff. So when I told him I was doing X skill, he knew what I meant. So we we go into dungeons. I couldn't turn undead. And they're like, no, get behind us. Get behind us. And then I would get behind them. And as I'm behind them fighting, I'm taking gold from them, taking gold from them. And every time we go to town, I'm like, uh, guys, I need to go visit the temple. And I would just disappear and I disappear to the magic shop and then get my my wand recharged. And then like if I was like laying on hands uh, or, or casting a heal spell, I would use my use magic device and I would heal them. Wow. So I was so I was so invested in that character. I loved I love that character. If I could go back to playing a character like that, I would. Uh, I got caught by the fighter. Um, we were like 12 sessions in. We were 12 sessions in. And he's like, hey, um, what god do you serve? And I was like, uh, you know, the... Oh, well, sometimes it comes and goes. And <laughs> you know, well, I'm a non-denominational priest. <laughs> <laughs> Not denominational and, priest, <laughs> and and they 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 were like, well, you know, hey, well, let's let's go to the let's go to the church. So they they followed me everywhere. They were like a dog on my heels. They did not let me go anywhere by myself. I couldn't get the wand recharged. Um, I, I was like, oh no, they're gonna find me out. But they they did they did they didn't know. Like they go to go shopping, and they're like. I'm missing gold. And the DM's like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a pickpocket. And while they're distracted looking for an actual pickpocket in town, I'm off doing my own thing. I did everything for the benefit of the party. I did everything for the benefit of the party. All my thieving was for them. <laughs> it's uh, but honestly, it's such a great idea. It's it sounds like an anime of some kind, like an Isekai right. anime of some kind. I can't like now. Nah, I was I was the intrigued. best. Like I was such a snake oil salesman. I was so bad at everything. That's awesome. That is so beautiful, though. Uh-huh. Oh uh, my goodness. Uh, switching gears here, I'm super <clears throat> stoked to hear a little bit more about your background on Twitch. Starting off with. Uh, what drew you to Twitch? Uh, what drew me to Twitch? Um, well, I, I had watched a lot of streamers on YouTube, and I saw that you know a lot of people had um, I don't want to say like trouble uh, growing on YouTube, but, but I mean YouTube, unless you're a, a a corporate VTuber, you don't get a lot of exposure. But on Twitch, uh, it seems like the the chance of you know being found uh, by by community and I have an amazing community. If my community is here right now, I, I don't have chat open, um, but I mean I love my community. They've they've always been very supportive of everything, uh, and I, I seem to find uh, case in point uh, Druid IRL and Stormy here. Uh, they, they are they are very fantastic people. They are wonderful people on Twitch, um, and I mean I'm not going to say that you know all of Twitch is good. 
but not all of it is bad. I mean, you you get communities that that clash or don't don't get along. And you know what? I think I've seen more positive than negative, and mm-hmm. and and all that. It it seemed like a very inviting environment, and that's why I chose Twitch over over YouTube. Right on. Well said. Yeah, yeah, love it. <laughs> um, what did friends and family think when you told them that you decided to start streaming? So, um. My parents don't know that I stream <laughs> because um, they, because they don't understand it. They don't they don't understand it. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're older. They're older. Uh, my my friends, I have I have very few IRL friends that, that know that I stream. I like to keep a lot of that uh, rather private with with the exception of a few very close friends. Um, they don't they don't know that. uh like only my close friends know that I stream and my closest mm-hmm. friend of all time is actually my, my, my first ever mod digital Valkyrie, who mm-hmm. I think she's in chat right now. But. She is <laughs> welcome in, but, digital Valkyrie. but yes, yeah, she's, she's wonderful. Val is fantastic. Keeps me on the level really does. <laughs> well, speaking of keeping on the level, what struggles did you deal with when you first started streaming? Um, tech. Okay, so mm. first and foremost, being a VTuber involves a lot of tech, mm. um, but being a streamer in general involves a lot of tech. I am not a very tech-savvy person. As as indicated, I am myself a hayseed, okay? So I don't, uh, I don't reckon that I know much about these machines and all their gears are turning and stuff, but no, seriously, like... Um, I, I faced a lot of tech issues because I didn't have like the the best uh, the best equipment to start. Uh, the PC which I started I started on, which you know that PC is now now since dead as of October thirtieth. May it rest in peace. Um, but it served me well. It was gifted to me. I, I had to I paid nothing for it. It was gifted to me by a former supervisor of mine. He's like, hey, do you want a PC? I was like, heck yes, I do. Oh, I'm like, heck yes, I do. He's like, it's a gaming PC. I was like, oh, fantastic. That's even better. So <laughs> he he gave me that. And, um, you know, I had all the, the stuff that I needed to, to get my VTuber ready, you know, mm-hmm. VTube Studio, OBS. And in the time that it, before I got the PC, I was self-teaching myself OBS and VTube Studio through... Um, through my laptop, which this laptop yeah. is very ancient too. I was like, nothing I have is going to run anything. They're both potatoes. Uh, there's no way that they're gonna they're gonna be able to run anything more than maybe Minesweeper. But um, <clears throat> but no, uh, the the main struggles I faced was like I didn't I don't use social media a lot, and mm-hmm. as as a VTuber, like a lot of people do, they're promoting through Twitch or X or whatever people call it nowadays. But like it was it was mainly getting myself out there, and then finding the the motivation to to stream, finding out when I could stream. You know, uh, I was working a full time job and coming home, and it's like, well, I need to stream and trying to meet you know the affiliate ship requirements. And mm-hmm. things like that, so you can earn like the the extra revenue. I don't want to say I do this for money, but I mean it's 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 a fun it's a fun thing that I like to do, and the money is secondary at that point. Yeah, it's 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 just amazing. It's amazing that I, I get to do I get to be a goofy anime boy on the internet, and <laughs> and people watch that and they enjoy that. So <laughs> it is awesome. It is wonderful. <clears throat> yeah. Um. What tips can you share to future streamers or baby streamers? Future streamers or baby streamers. Um, you don't need fancy 
uh, fancy equipment or fancy models to do what you need to do. There are plenty of free, like if you want to do VTubing, uh, if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable putting your face out there, there are free programs. Uh, there's a program called uh, VitoTube Mini, where if you've just got like a, a PNG, then you can use that and it it reacts just as well. OBS and Streamlabs, um, they do. Uh, they do offer tutorials online. All that stuff is so, so real easy to follow along. Listen, if I can do it, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm, if, if I could lean in closer to things, if, if I could tell you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Seriously. Seriously. It's, n it's not as hard as everyone makes it out to be. But the best advice I can give anyone, whether you want to do VTubing or actual streaming, is to just do it. I know that's, that's very like, oh, well, I, I have anxiety. You know? You're never going to know if you're going to like it until you try it. Yeah. Yes. Well said, sir. Well said. <clears throat> uh, and that segues perfectly into our next question, which is, uh, what do you enjoy most about streaming? Um, uh, can I say everything? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you can. No, um, I, I, like, I like the friends that I've made. I like, mm. I like the, the people that I've met. Uh, from from VTubing, I, I've met a lot of friends. I, I've lost a lot of friends. Um, I've 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 gone through like the standard ups and downs that anyone goes to. But I have a lot of very supportive members in my community. Uh, I've met some really cool people, and I never used to watch like a lot of streamers like live streaming. I used to watch Let's Plays on YouTube of like uh, Markiplier and Jacksepticeye and stuff like that. I would watch those and be entertained by those and never watched anything live. Mm -hmm. But since becoming a streamer and like raiding into people and, and meeting new communities and sharing my community with those people and having other people share their communities with me, like it's been this, uh, this experience i don't know i don't know if there's a word for it I, there's probably a word for it but i can't think of it right now because i have a very very small viking brain um <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh but but the the word i guess i'm looking for is one that is um i, I find a lot of joy in streaming mm. i find a lot of uh it is my uh my way to like vent if i've had a really hard day i know that i can sit down uh pull up this handsome lad and and just you know hang out with people you know i can i can play a game have a good time uh, i can plan something out uh and 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 hang out with people i can plan new things and it's it's trying new things it's trying new things since i got my new pc set up i get to try a lot of new things with streaming too and um it was stuff that i didn't consider before but now I, I'm like, no, the the possibilities are endless. The possibilities mm. are endless, and I want to continue to do this. Like, I don't care if, like, in, in two years or ten years, they're like, you know, VTubing's an old sphere. No, you'll, you'll see me. I won't have aged a day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be here. <laughs> Immortal. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> so much fun. Um. How long have you been playing video games, and what was the first video game you ever played? Oh my gosh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, for the Sega Genesis was my first ever video game in the good old year of uh, 1992. Um, wow, <laughs> that was my first. That was my first ever game console, um, and my dad, uh, 
my dad, when he was he was laid off from his job for a, for a time, and I used to pester my dad all the time and be like, "Hey, dad, dad, dad." Uh, and he would he would play Sonic the Hedgehog with me and mm-hmm. uh, he would he would sit there with me and he would go through all the levels. And I just like watched him play it. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to be just like my dad. It's it, I'm going to be just like my dad and beat this game. So I would try just as hard, just as hard at, li- at my little old age. And uh, yeah, I, I could never do it. I'd only make it so far. I'd be like, hey, dad, dad, can you get past the water level? Like, all right. <laughs> and then he, he'd come up and then he'd play. Um, but that was the first game I ever played. Uh, I guess I've been playing video games like off and on since that since then um everything from sega genesis games to super nintendo games um dreamcast all all the way all the way through up until you know the these modern years in which the youth lives in i don't know He's hecking, you know, super fancy. They're playing the fork knives and games like that. I don't know. (laughs) The mine something. The kids are back in the mines now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had they have Minecraft. I had Minesweeper. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, on that note, then, uh, since we know you don't want to play any more Minesweeper. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what is your favorite thing and least favorite thing that you've actually streamed? Oh, my favorite thing and then my least favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so there's... there. Uh, mm, I, have to, I, have to, I have to think on this one. Give, give me just a second. If, if okay. I rattle my head, you might hear the marble roll around in there. Um, Here, I'll so, share my brain cell with you. Here yeah, you go. please, thank you. Oh, you the blessing. Um, so... I think the least favorite thing I streamed, uh, there's a game called Celeste. I know a lot of people like it. Um, I'm not Celesta. a fan. Yeah, Celesta. Not, not Celasta. Not Celasta. It, oh. uh, Celasta Crown of the Magister is a fantastic game. Okay. I like it because it's D&D-like. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, this is a platformer, I guess. I Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, it's, sorry. It's, 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 it. the, it's the one with the little redheaded girl, and then you have to like you know race through things and, mm-hmm. and dodge obstacles. And I was getting so frustrated. And my the the problem is my community could sense they're they're like Joe's not having fun with this. <laughs> and I used to have a redeem. I used to have a redeem on my channel for like a wild card Wednesday. It's like, hey, you know, we can uh, have a have a game. You suggest a game, blah blah blah. And I had someone who who would repeatedly redeem Wildcard Wednesday, and it would be that game. And I was like, oh, I got to play Celeste again on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I got to play Celeste again on Wednesday. <laughs> and then it's like I I would put in there like um, like, oh, I'm only going to stream it for like an hour. And then if, if I'm really not digging it, then we'll we'll change to something else. But at, at some point, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to finish the game just to be done with it. And you know what? I never finished that game. Uh, <laughs> I shelved it. I shelved it hard. Like, I buried it behind other things. It's um, gone. It's, it's not gone. even added to the list. No, it's, no. It's, no it's not even in a re-download queue. It's just out of there. Um, <laughs> gone. Um, I, I'm... I'm not going to cop out and say that my favorite thing I've, I've played is Baldur's Gate, but Baldur's Gate's fantastic, guys. If you get the opportunity so to play Baldur's Gate, please play it. So um, good. So if I had to choose a different game, um, oh, let me check my Steam library really quick. Uh, <laughs> so keep in mind that the question I asked was, what is your favorite 
thing and least favorite thing you've streamed. It doesn't necessarily have to be a video game. Oh, D and D, D and D, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it's D and D. I figured um, that would be the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love, I love streaming D and D. D and D's uh, fantastic. It is, mm-hmm. it is a big part of my, my youth. It's been a big part of my adulthood. I've met some of my, my closest friends, um, through D and D. So yeah, it's got to be D and D. Yeah. Well said. I agree. Hands down. <laughs> I Hands wasn't trying to lead down. you, but I figured. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I that. Please lead me, please. <laughs> Felt that. <laughs> um, what other TTRPGs are your favorites? And what is your favorite CRPG? It's a compound hmm. question. So I've I've run everything from uh, Vampire the Masquerade to Mutants and Masterminds to nice. uh, Pathfinder, third edition D and D. I've run GURPS. I've run uh, Traveler. Um, I have a very extensive uh, library of of tabletop RPGs that I've run. Was it, say, say one more time. Have you ever done Gamma World? Uh, I have done Gamma World. Yeah, nice. yeah. It's um, a classic. I love Gamma World. <laughs> the predecessor to to Wasteland and Fallout. Yes. Yes. Historically speaking, it's like do do you want to, do you want to be like a Mad Max style mutant? Here we go. Anyway, sorry to to, to no, 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 no. Interject at any time. Right. <laughs> So of, the, um, of all the, the assortment, what, what are the other TTRPG favorites that you have besides D&D? Besides D&D, uh, I mean, Pathfinder is kind of the, the they, they literally run on the same highway. There's just a median between them. That's the way I, that's the way I see them. Right. Um, I like Vampire. I like Vampire mm-hmm. the Masquerade. I did like Vampire the Requiem. Um, it got a little too... Um, can, can can I say the can I say the term edgelord or is that not like is no, that not you a term? Can say that. Sure. Okay. You can say that. No, but like I I played I played in a Vampire the Requiem game where things got super edgy super quick and I'm like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna dip out of this that's no <laughs> it got weird it got weird guy listen if if you wanna if you want like uh, Bram Stoker vampires don't play Requiem uh, if, if you want. If you want like Lestat style vampires, then absolutely go ahead and play Requiem. Uh, That'd be all over both, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to to each their own. But I, I love, I love Masquerade. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the lore behind uh, Vampire. Uh, mm-hmm. That's any White Wolf system usually usually gets my attention. Um, like I, I like playing werewolf. I like playing uh, mage, the ascension. Mm. A lot of those are, are really good, um, really good uh, points based. Like you, you have your, however many dots in your skills and whatnot. I like those systems a lot. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. So probably those if I wasn't to choose D and D. Oh, cool! Right on. I love that. What about a CRPG? What's your oh, favorite yeah. CRPG? Hmm. I mean, I, th- mm. I think he's kind of shared that, probably. Mm-hmm. Starts with a B, ends with a three. <laughs> Might be a G in there somewhere. Um, no, I, I, I will, I will say Baldur's Gate. Uh, a, a computer RPG. I mean, I, I play a lot of like, um, I play game games like Final Fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say like uh, Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross is probably one of my favorites. Um, 
for for like a, a JRPG, but mm-hmm. I mean, I still you know I used to play it on console, but now I can play it on my computer. So I I'm gonna consider it a, a computer RPG. So that's that's what I'm gonna say. Right on, right on. Love it. <laughs> so uh, we we did a little sleuthing <clears throat> into your was it? Uh, you did some sleuthing into his TikTok. TikTok, right? Uh, what is your, well? It's a we because we're a team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're we, the one that found this one specifically on his TikTok. I, I found and I was it. We impressed. Were I was impressed that you even like even like peeked into TikTok. So. <laughs> oh no. So so uh Joe, uh what is your favorite anime and what anime series are you currently watching? Okay. Uh my favorite anime of all time is is Gurren Logan. Ooh, um, nice. That's a great one. Uh, Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann is is a fantastic anime. Um, I I will always love that series. Um, I've rewatched it numerous times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what am I currently watching? I I don't have time. I, I I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't have time to watch anything fully anymore. Mm. Um, I I have uh watched a lot of um My Hero Academia. That's that's a I, I know that that's kind of been around for for a hot minute. Um, a lot of people are telling me that I need to uh, to watch Vinland Saga because you know Vikings, and I want to, but I have no time to do it. Um, <laughs> you want a pro tip on how you can squeeze it in? Yes, please. So what I do is uh, when I'm eating breakfast and or lunch and or dinner with Starkity, sometimes we do too. I will I will sit in front of I'll set up and I'll basically while I'm eating breakfast or lunch for 20 minutes I'll watch an anime so you, you can at least knock one out for breakfast and lunch and well, uh, that that's fair that's fair now obviously um, if you're, you can't do that during the work week but like no you know, no well you can for uh, breakfast probably <laughs> but yeah 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 more, more than likely for breakfast yes um so i'm wondering if if this line of questioning is coming from the fact that i disappeared for an entire summer watching nothing but anime i don't know if you guys found that, that one or not i don't know maybe <laughs> so uh in my early college years uh i was working at a well toys r us isn't around anymore so mm-hmm. i was working at toys r us the guy that i worked with he's like hey joe do you want to you know do you like anime i was like yeah i like anime it was pretty cool and he gave me like he had these hard drives of just like anime like non-stop different and like all different kinds like everything from gundam to like magical girl series and i'm like man i'm I'm never gonna get to go through all these he's like well tell you what i'm gonna burn you a couple on some discs and he gave me this huge stack of of burnt dvds do kids do that nowadays does anyone burn dvds anymore i don't think so i don't think so (laughs) so i'm dating myself here i'm dating myself (laughs) (laughs) no i i had this huge stack and uh it was my first year college made a lot of friends and then uh the summer i was gone i went to work and then i'd come home watch anime because I didn't have college classes, and then I, I'd go to sleep. And I did that every day for the entire summer. I watched like over like a hundred series in wow. this in this summer. And I, I probably got like maybe two hours of sleep, if that, every night. Uh, don't do that. That's bad for you. Uh, <laughs> True. But no, I disappeared for an entire summer because none of my friends from college heard from me. And we, I came back fall semester, and they're like, 
Joe, we thought you were dead. I was like, no, no, I was, I was just learning the way of the ancient anime masters. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. I, I too follow the Bushido of anime. I, mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. currently watching roughly 12, 12 different anime at the same time right now. <laughs> awesome. What, what's what's your favorite? Tell tell us your favorite. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna uno reverse that one. I, I would say my favorite is technically the one that really sparked my interest in it, got me into it. Is is X? Um, yeah. And uh, in I'd say just just because it sparked my interest and because it's so abstract and interesting and different, and unique. I would I'd say that's my favorite. Current for for current anime, I'd say Mushoku Tensei. Uh, jobless mm -hmm. reincarnation mm -hmm. is is my current favorite. I've watched cool. Full Metal Alchemist. That's once. a good one. That's a really good one. And I've once? watched Avatar: Last Airbender. Oh, I've I've probably watched it twice. <laughs> so technically, Avatar: Last Airbender doesn't doesn't quite qualify. I know, I know it doesn't. But <laughs> it's you know, animated. I support I support everybody that watches anime. My husband watches anime. He's literally binged like an entire series in like recently and mm -hmm. you know he was looking at me all wild-eyed and crazy and i'm just like you it's i it's okay i i, I respect <laughs> and appreciate um so oh you get this next question i'm jealous of this one Druid. <clears throat> um oh if you grew up in the 80s would you wear <laughs> ripped jeans or parachute pants I would wear the MC Hammer parachute pants. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, uh, that was. I grew great, up in the. By the way, I grew up very, in the late eighties. I grew up very, in the late eighties. So very comfortable. You get lots yeah. of dingle in your dangle if you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And then if you can do the the hammer shuffle, if you can do the hammer shuffle in those pants, fantastic. Mm. I would do that. If I have full rigging, I swear. If 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 there's a if there's a Yoten 2.0 model, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a parachute pants toggle, and I will hammer dance all the time. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're saying that you grew grew up in the in the in the late eighties? In the late eighties, yeah. That's nice. Very cool. Very cool. Beautiful. Uh, so on that note, then, please name one of your favorite pop culture references from the eighties. Oh, my pop, my favorite pop culture reference of the 80s. Uh, it's, hmm. It's, it's too much of a, of a thing to say Michael Jackson's thriller. Um, that's a good one. But I, but that, that's definitely, that's definitely one of them. Pop culture. Oh, geez. So many of them. Um, did Madonna do the cone thing on, on <laughs> like where she wore the cones on her breasts in the 80s? Was that the yes. 80s? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. It might have been the sounds, early 90s. Right? I don't know. It might have been the late 80s. It's around there. Who knows? Yeah, we're close. Um, but no, I, honestly, like uh, pop culture references for the 80s. I like um, I like the idea of carrying around a boom box. Mm hmm. But that that might have been like carried into the 90s, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the the Eddie Murphy, like the the raw leather suits like I like those. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I like those, but I do. Um, <laughs> But probably that. Probably that. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Well said, sir. I love it. All righty. Um, what is the weirdest sleeping dream you've ever had? Um. Oh, geez. 
so I'm a very vivid dreamer. I, um, a lot of my dreams tend to um, like you ever have those feelings of deja vu where it's like you felt like something you you either dreamed or you did like i get that all the time Mm -hmm. so i want to say like anytime i have a dream like that where like i'm out somewhere i'm like man i feel like this is something i've done before and then i have like that vivid like that's a raven flashback where my eyes go white and i'm like oh no Uh, i'm reliving this for the third time (laughs) um (laughs) but um no i i I tend to have very vivid dreams like that uh specific ones i can't pinpoint one Mm -hmm. but i i do know that the whenever it's a, a deja vu like dream that's like hey i've done this before and it could be like a week from then it could be like a month from then yeah um so yeah that probably that nothing in particular that i can i can think of off the top of my head but definitely those ones so cool we're, we're wrapping up the last two questions uh oh boy. before we move into the open forum q a with the audience uh this is a this is a fun question we've changed it up just a little bit for you because we wanted to make it special we can. Uh, oh no <laughs> if you could be any fictional character which one would you choose and why uh, oh any fictional character any any fictional any. character any any hmm. it is i would available. be i would be dr gregory house i would be dr gregory house i would interesting i know I know okay. it's like completely out of level. I want to be smarter, okay, but I want to be snarky and get away with it. That's what I want. Ah. <laughs> I totally would not have guessed that for a million. That minutes. is amazing. <laughs> well, what, what, was, I, what, what, what would your guess have been? I, I'm kind of curious. No, I, I I never try to make those guesses, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, Listen, whatever you say will not will not offend me. No. I know I would have I guessed probably some so- sort of like either a comic book character or a character mm-hmm. from uh, you know, D and D lore or something. But uh I, no, I love beautiful. that you pick something kind of really outside the box that I was not yeah. expecting. Yeah. No, it's it's beautiful. I live that fantasy every Saturday when we go live at three thirty Central Standard Time. And I can run around as a snarky fern that just gets away with it. Oh, you mean three thirty <laughs> Pacific Standard Time? That's what I meant. Yep. <laughs> because it's five thirty Central. Time zones suck sometimes. Time zones are weird, man. <laughs> time zones are weird. I I do know that it just happens to be very late for all of these uh, people overseas that I see in chat right now, but mm-hmm. neither mm-hmm. here nor there. We Final question. Most important question. Mm-hmm. Are you a sweet or savory food eater? Savory. I hate sweet. Really? I, Interesting. I, I, okay, so if you take me to a buffet, mm-hmm. I have a bottomless pit for a stomach. I can eat anything for as long, long as you can. Like, I, I, I got yelled at when USA Steak Buffet used to be around. USA Steak Buffet, like they don't expect you to go up and get more than like two. And I'm like, hey, uh, I, I'd like to get another. I had like five, t- five or six steaks at there. Wow. And they're like, oh, we, we yeah. Uh, and I mean, granted, they're only like six ounce steaks, but whatever. Um, but uh, no, uh, sweets fill me up. Sweets fill me up so much. Like I, I can have like a cupcake. And I'm like, man, I'm not hungry anymore. 
but no, I, I would be savory all the way. Savory all the way. Interesting. That's very cool. I like it. I, like I it. love that. <clears throat> all right. This is a moment where we uh, switch over to a, a open form Q&A. But before that, we just want to, one more time, uh, prop you up a bit. Uh, guys, we're going to drop some uh, his link in chat. So please, Ooh. go follow, sub, send him biddies. Uh, support this amazing person in incredible VTuber uh, so we can keep him on Twitch uh, having fun with us the way he normally does. Uh, we're well, thank you. Have him, thank so. you. Thank you all very much. Thank you no so problem. much. No problem. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm anxious to get into these, uh, these uh, questions we got here. Um, is, is, is there a lot of them? I don't have, I don't have chat open. I probably should. <laughs> no, no, it's You're actually okay. To... It's okay. I'm sure they'll, they'll start coming. I know, we can just so you know before we kick it off during this you can also ask us questions if you want in between questions okay uh and uh i think we'll start it off with uh yeah as a great one from star kitty as a tabletop game master what npc have you created that you like the most and why uh there's an npc and if val's still in chat she's gonna yell at me because (laughs) she plays DD with me irl uh-huh. Um, so there's an NPC that I've included in my world. His name is Connor, and he's a junk salesman. He he has a wagon, and he has a bunch of junk in it. And he has some weird things in, in his cart, and sometimes his cart just kind of, like, drops things off. Like, uh, like if, if, a, if a player is asking, like, hey, you know, I'm looking for this, and Connor's like, oh, I don't know. So he rummages around through the junk, and then he just, like, randomly finds an item that's close to it. Or it might just like plop down. Um, Val is under the impression that uh, that Connor is a fae, and um, I, I hate to I hate to break any immersion there, but he's just a guy with a wagon, and she's <laughs> gonna get so mad. She's gonna get so mad because she's got so many theories. All of my other friends have theories about him. They're like, oh no, he's possessed, or he's a mimic, or or he's under he's under this 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 spell. It's like no, he's just a dude with a wagon. He's, and he's they a hate that. traveling god. They hate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He's just a dude with a wagon. <laughs> but he's my favorite NPC. He's he's a little skittish sometimes. He's not quite sure what he has, but uh, he can't leave his wagon. He cannot leave the wagon for any reason whatsoever. They've tried to like pull him away from the wagon, and the wagon finds a way to like keep him there. <laughs> Interesting. Ooh, I love so it. So I, I I have Connor. He he pops up from time to time. I, 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 gotta, I gotta check chat. Is is Val in chat? There she Val's is. Val's like, no, how dare I object? That's so, why that's he's what, cursed. Yeah. He's not cursed. He's not. He's just a dude to the wagon, Val. Right. I have a I have a question for you that hasn't come up in chat, but it came to mind. So earlier yeah. you indicated that you uh, started D anD D with third edition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. On that note, since you've played, I'm assuming you played third and three point five, and maybe yeah. the the. the edition that shall not be named uh and obviously fifth uh-huh. edition uh uh-huh. of all the editions that you've played well you may have even tried some of the older ones you know going back to some of the other ones oh, i yeah. don't know bottom line is is of all the dnd editions is one of them your favorite um i will always have a soft spot for the edition i started with uh third edition i will always have a soft spot um for me it would be i'm more used to uh to playing fifth now mm. with all the changes um it's right. it's probably my favorite now because it's one that a lot of people have familiarity with right 
again uh, and there, there's a there's a lot of things to to play to that um the popularity of it you know you've got uh, critical role and, mm-hmm. and things like that a lot of that has has really jump started the tabletop community to be more uh in the forefront of um of people's lives that, that, that was yeah. that was what i was trying to say yeah, um, yeah for sure because words are hard uh, <laughs> um right. yeah words difficult um, but no, I, w- I would say that I will always have a soft spot for third edition. I have ventured back to play uh, second edition. Uh, I also had the the privilege to uh, play uh, the original first edition module uh, expedition to Castle Blackmore. Um, I, I really like that one. Uh, it's it's when you look at how older editions have changed to modern editions there there are things that were taken from previous ones that you know it's like oh man i really like this so you have the nostalgia for like one particular system or Mm -hmm. one particular mechanic and as it grows if it doesn't grow with your your edition sometimes i was i was a cantankerous old man when it came to it it was like i don't i don't want to change i don't want to learn a new system but then i i learn a new system and then i have more fun with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but no, probably, probably third edition would probably be my, my go-to three, uh, third edition, 3.5. They right. really did not change that much between them. Agree. And then Agreed. Pathfinder being, yeah. uh, you know, the, uh, the stepchild of, um, of Dungeons and Dragons, like, and not, not in the bad way. It's just like, yeah. Hey, we, we are kind of related cause we're kind of similar looking, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, Pathfinder right. offered a lot of options, uh, Friends of mine called it D and D three point seven five, and even though you know, hey, it's not owned by wizards, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree it with works. you too. Like I'm, I've played ever since the BX, which is the original basic expert set from mm-hmm. from the seventy seven. Uh, although I started in eighty one, but um, the uh, I would say three point five, you know, third, third edition three point five are, are my favorite too, just because there's this kind of granularity of things and the scaling mm-hmm. is, 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 is just very, it has this nice smooth curve. Um, but I love fifth edition and I, and I love the accessibility of it. And uh, like they really did a good job at, at improving it. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I know that uh, when it first came out, it got a lot of flack because people were like, Oh no, what if it's like fourth? Um, <laughs> I, I, and I mean, you know, D and D hot take. You know, I don't think that everything from fourth was bad, but they shouldn't have tried to make it an MMO on paper. Agreed. That Agreed. that's that's where they that's where they really failed. I think. I think. I mean, people... I'm not I'm not a uh, a game person. Right. I'm not I'm not like uh, a game designer by any means, but I think that a lot of mechanics that they had had so much potential, but the fact that every class could do everything that every other class could do, you didn't need a healer because you had a warlord who could, uh, you know, give you a healing surge in the middle of combat. Yep. You know, and, and things like, like every class could do something. Every other class could do. You had a damage uh, ability. You had a, a healing ability. You had like an AOE ability. And it was like there, there was no uniqueness. There was no, mm-hmm. uh, there was no ability to really um, stand out. Different. Yeah, to really stand out. Yes, yes. So, yeah. the, I mean, that's where I think that edition truly failed. Um, 
I'm all, there there were some other things too like i like it, magic items are too expensive I, i'm not paying a million gold for something I'm, i will never see a million gold in any of my my character playthroughs or anything like that right um but no like i i get i get it i get it like um third edition's fantastic fifth edition does so well uh it's it's also very easy for for new players to pick up yeah you know if agreed you know they offer they offer the the basic rules online for free. Mm-hmm. You can get those for free, um, and nothing's better than that. I I ran um, I ran a fifth edition uh, game at our local comic book store, um, and it was a very open world uh, like a um, a West Marches style game. Uh, I welcomed players all the time. We always had new rotating players. Uh, we had upwards of fifty rotating players. Uh, at any given time, I was running this this game like nightly uh, at the comic book store, and we had so many new people that would come in. We had parents come up with their kids. They're like, "Hey, can we can we sit and watch?" Absolutely. And I would step away from the table while my players were doing stuff and like explain the game. And they're like, "Hey, what can I do to get started?" And I'm like, "Look, I don't I don't get any kickbacks from this. I don't get paid by Wizards, but here's all you need. Go to this uh, go to this website. You can get some free resources. But really, if all you want to start with uh, a player's handbook and some dice, that's all you need. Yep. And a lot of times, you don't even need the player's handbook. Yep. So we we introduced a lot of people to to D and D at that comic book store. Um, we stopped going shortly after the world's plague. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. And, yep. and we, we hadn't been back and I, I do get calls from them. They're like, hey, are you going to come back and run d and I'm like, I, I wish I could, but I have other things that I do now. I've moved on. I've yeah. moved on. <laughs> I've moved on. This next question is yours, Druid. Um, Starkity asks, mm-hmm. if you could invent a holiday, IRL and or in your game worlds, what would it be and what would you call it? It would be steak day, and it would be a day where everyone can get steaks. You're just supposed to eat steaks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, <laughs> Apparently, my man Yoden Red Wolf likes steak. I think I do. I do. Listen, I, again, I, I was I was born and raised on a farm. Uh, we had beef cattle, and we had some of the like. It will be the finest beef I've ever eaten in my life. Like I can go, I can go somewhere and eat a good steak somewhere. But having worked with those animals, like you, you taste the work that you put into them. Mm. I know it's really weird to say. It's no, really weird to yeah, say. Makes sense. But um, like you know, when you work with the animals and stuff, like I've had some of the best steaks growing up, and I'm like, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Like you, you put you put some some red meat and some potatoes down on my plate, and I will make that stuff disappear. So yeah, it would it would be it would be like a steak day where you just get like a big, uh, either like a T-bone or a, a tomahawk ribeye, just something huge, and you just slap it on the plate. A steak with a side of steak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Next, but, Starkity. No, oh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to talk about meat. That's <laughs> no, it's okay. It's because all of the questions are about meat, so that's perfect. Good. Uh, can... So, uh, what's the uh, Starkity asked? What's the best way to eat steak, in your opinion? The best way to eat steak, um, depending on the cut. It depends on the cut of the steak. It depends on the cut of the steak. It depends on uh, what. Um, what part of the the cow you're getting it from (laughs) so uh that's that's a tough question because it it truly depends i i could go through like the yoten red wolf recipe book of how to prepare your meats 
uh, you know, abridged edition. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess like um, I, I like to, I like to season mine with uh, with salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to I like to use butter for basting, depending on what kind of steak it is. If you're not grilling it on the grill, um, the perfect temperature again depends on the steak. But I am anywhere from a medium rare to a medium kind of guy because I still like the tenderness to it. And again, it depends on the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuts that still have bone in them, like a bone in ribeye or a, uh, a T-bone steak. If you try to go for medium, you're going to get yourself a medium rare, which is still fine because it's trying to cook around that bone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> like, again, I, I could come up with the Yoten Red Wolf abridged, like, uh, <laughs> so would... creation guide. <laughs> Um, I, I definitely am going to be, uh, hitting you up. Yeah. <laughs> I got, Go for so, it. I got this type of meat. Tell me how to cook it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I slightly reinterpret her question to ask you more specifically, uh, if you had to pick one way to eat steak the rest of your life, what would it be? One way to eat steak for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, Honestly, it, it would be uh, simple S and P with a little bit of B, uh, salt and pepper with a little bit of butter, and and medium rare. That's exactly. that's that's where I would be, and that would Beautiful. be for. And, and that, is, it, is it a particular steak that you would want that to be? Uh, ooh. Oh. Yeah, what cut? Mm. Also difficult. <laughs> my 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 favorite cut. I I do enjoy uh, a good ribeye. Uh, a ribeye is probably my my favorite cut of steak. Um, bone-in ribeye is fine, um, but if I were to choose one steak to eat for the rest of my life, is that what we're saying? Yeah. For the rest of my life? Yeah. Uh, well, if it, if it's going to fill that empty void of mine, I'm going to have to go with a porterhouse. We're going to go with a porter. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, um, Ghost Reaper asks, did you ever name one of the beef fees? One of your cows. Did, you Did name I? The cows. Oh yeah, we we always name the cows. Mm. We always name them. Um, we had uh. So when I was little, I liked I liked the land before time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, so we 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 had we had cows that that were named like Littlefoot and Spike and Petrie. I had a, I had a cow named Petrie. This is more boring uh, bull facts from Yoten. <laughs> no, we're loving that. I'm but, loving this. <laughs> now I'm hungry for steak. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but no, I, I named, I named a lot of our, our young calves um, after uh, land before time characters. Um, we had we had one bull who was completely out of line all the time. He was he was he was crazy. He was literally he was like nuts. Um, but we we called him Crazy Horse. We did call him Crazy Horse, but he was a, he was a cow. Um, but he uh, he almost broke my uncle's arm. We tried to get him in the cattle hauler, and he almost broke his arm trying to get in there uh, because he was just so unruly. And yeah. when when we took him when we took him to um, to slaughter. Uh, we asked him, we asked him, it's like, Hey, can we, can we get his horns when you guys are done? And we, we displayed his horns in the barn. We wow. displayed his horns in the barn. Like, this is what happens. No, but, but we, we had his, we had his horns and stuff. We had those mounted and everything. And I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we, we loved all of our cows and you kind of had to, and it was really hard taking, taking our first cows to market when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't understand it when I was super young. 
but uh, growing up, you know, uh, it's like, you know, you're going to miss them and things like that. But getting that close to them and working with them, like I said, it's the best beef all I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And until I do it again, I'm never going to taste anything close to it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Reaper asks, are you a fan of chili? Am I a fan of chili? Yeah. All right. Are we talking like authentic Texas chili or are we talking like, you know, hey, let's put some kidney beans in in a crock pot. Like what 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 kind of chili are we talking about here? There are two forms of chili. You interpret it how you want. Um, Yes. Yes. I am a fan of chili. I'm a fan of both. I am a fan of both. My mom. uh, Mama Red Wolf does it the the kidney bean crock pot way. And I, I do, I do it both ways. I do it both ways, but I, I prefer to do it the the authentic way, which really mm-hmm. doesn't have, um, really doesn't have much of like the bean and stuff in it. It's it's mostly the the meat and mm-hmm. um, so. Yep, yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> Making chili. I know. I was just thinking, like, man, I, it's almost chilly. It is perfect, chilly time. Perfect weather for it, it too, is. right? It oh is. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Starkity asks, have you ever experienced a culture shock? Where was it and what happened? Culture shock. That's oh, a great question. I have. I have experienced culture shock. Yeah. Um, well, l- let me let me use this this space as the as the perfect uh, area for it. So being that I am very tech illiterate, uh, people from my community know that I struggle with technology a lot. And I mm-hmm. guess in, in a technological culture in which we grow up in, um, a culture shock that I have experienced is like, I don't get a lot of the lingo. I don't get like, I don't understand uh, the the young folks vernacular. <laughs> I know, I know I'm like really like, they're and it's like how does he how does he turn his computer on well here's the here's the fun fact i don't turn it off because if i do i'll forget how to turn it off um no the but but the culture shock is is coming from like uh like learning this all of this Mm. um because this is this is a space and i don't want to say it's 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 for young people it's for everybody anybody can do it anybody can Mm -hmm. do it you just have to you have to put yourself out there and do it yeah but uh, the fact that I came from a background which really didn't have much uh, uh, like wherewithal and knowledge of like streaming and things like that, I had to learn all of this and I'm yeah. still learning. I'm still mm-hmm. learning. So that that would probably be a culture shock for me. Like I I've like watched other streamers and been like, man, how do they do this? And then I look it up online and I'm like, ah, I can't watch this video because my attention spans too long. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's weird in a nutshell (laughs) um yep but but yeah that's that's probably my uh my biggest instance of culture shock uh Mm -hmm. that and or um having to shift from in-person D to virtual D. uh i i will say i i hate running D online I hate running D&D online because there's so much more I have to prep. I'm a very animated person uh, mm. in person. Like I, I move around my table. Like mm. I walk around. Mm. I, I interact with things. I move my hands. And I can't do that here. <laughs> and I'm losing what little mind of mine that I have left. Um, I, I, miss, I miss doing it as much in person. A lot of my in-person groups we don't meet anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all I have is virtual and I've had to adapt to that, which I don't, 
I don't hate it as much as I say I do, but it yeah. was very difficult at, for, at first. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and here I am doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. great at it. So we're glad that you Thank do. you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I like this question enough that I want to, you know, have Drew and I answer this too. Drew, what, you said that you had a big culture shock. What was your biggest culture shock? Um, when I moved from Washington State to California, oh, um, yeah. I was living in this little town, and you know, and I went from you know a, a little town in Washington State to a town in California. And it was one of those things where, you know, people were like, I can tell you weren't born and raised here in California because you're too nice. Like my, like my level of like kindness and just basic decency to the human beings around me was just like, you're too nice. That's weird. What are you doing? Like, what is like, why, why are you smiling at me? And I'm just like, Bitch, I'm just trying to like make life work, man. I'm just trying to like do, I'm just trying to like get through it. Like, mm-hmm. there's like, zero <laughs> ulterior motive here. Like, I'm just making eye contact and smiling because I and, like and to smile. Around. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone's got resting bitch face and you've got resting glee face. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> that's true. Ah, I love it. That describes us to a you T. <laughs> So that was weird. That was Hmm. so weird to me Um, because I because that never happened. Like I was never said like told that up here in Washington state. Everybody smiles and acknowledges each other and just carries on with their day. No big deal. Right. Hmm. Um, I, I will. I will. I will express one of my husband's big culture shocks moving to Washington state being a born and raised California boy was conversations about the weather are a legitimate conversation yeah it's not just oh yeah it's nice out today because that's what it is every day in california (laughs) no in washington it's yeah you know it's like 32 degrees it's sunny out and it rained like five minutes ago but now it's sunny and um i forgot my jacket i just (laughs) for him he's like it's a legitimate conversation people take very seriously here and that's Mm -hmm. weird yeah everyone's a meteorologist yeah (laughs) and nobody trusts the weatherman (laughs) right my biggest incidence of culture shock uh was when i travel when i backpacked around india uh in the 90s and um seeing that people with a completely different culture different uh economy especially back then uh was just seeing people uh, you know families living in you can't even call it a shack or even a hut. It's just basically four poles and a, and a, and a thatch roof, you know? Uh, I remember the biggest one, though. I, there was this person uh, crossing the road. I was on a bus going from, I don't know, one location to a number, another. I don't remember. It was one of my adventures. And, but there was this person crossing the road where, while we waited at, at the light. And uh, it was, they were, they were, walking on all fours but their legs had been had the way they were born their legs had been they bent backwards like a dog's and it, it seemed the way this person was was walking was natural and 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 that that just it just shocked me because it's like you know you you don't you don't see that kind of stuff very often in the states because of the, the you know better health care and stuff like that and and uh, you know, better education for for mothers and things like that, you know. And and it just 
it rocked my world. It really did. All the things that I got. That's just a couple of examples of the mm -hmm. hundreds that I experienced. But uh, I recommend everybody, if they ever get a chance, do a little bit of traveling outside of the country. It will, it will open up your mind and change the world for you. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. A uh, couple, uh, couple more questions. We'll ask, we'll, we'll get two more Star Kitties questions. And then we want to hear a question from you for us. Okay, um, if you have any. Yeah. If, if not, that's cool too. I, 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 have, I have many, but I will only ask a few. <laughs> okay, all right, sounds good. Uh, Sarkady asks, who is your favorite Hololive talent and why? Oh my goodness. So I was introduced to Hololive through, through clips, obviously, through mm -hmm. clips online um, on YouTube. And uh, I want to say... My my favorite Hall Alive talent now uh, has to be uh, Saris Fauna. Uh, I really enjoy her content. Um, a lot of the um, like the Hall Alive English talents, like uh, Gargura. I, I listen. I watch Gura even though she hasn't streamed for a while. But my introduction to to VTubing was through uh, through Corone, the Corona Unigami, the uh, the dog VTuber from Hall Alive JP. Um, she had done. Uh, it was, uh, she was doing an English only stream. Uh, she was, she was learning English herself and she did like super Mario and it was really, it was really entertaining. It was really entertaining watching her, like trying to come up with the words that she knew, mm -hmm. uh, to, to describe things that she was doing, uh, like in Mario. And, mm -hmm. uh, her, her whole thing was if she spoke any Japanese at all during, during the course of that stream, she had to end the stream. Um, but that was my that was my introduction to to VTubers through Hololive. So I want to say Corona was one of my my firsts and my current favorites. You know, I like I like a lot of the the EN uh, Hololive talents. A lot of the uh, the JP uh, the, the Japanese and then the Indonesian talents. Like I, I watch all of them mm -hmm. in some capacity. So having like one that I tune into like regularly, it would have to be Fauna. It would have nice. to be Fauna right now. Nice. Oh, cool. Um, Star Kitty asks, do you create homebrew worlds? If so, share your favorite. Okay, so um, the only published campaign setting that I, I stuck with for the longest time was Eberron, and everything else I did was homebrew. Nice. Um, I... If if for those of you who tune into a Jotun Red Wolf stream, you'll find that I do a lot of TTRPG map making. Uh, I do I do map making on my channel. Nice. Um, I, I used to do a lot of my maps by hand, uh, cartography and, and things like that. And mm -hmm. I would I would generate my own worlds. And I like the idea of coming up with a world. Um, there was one world and it probably is my favorite because we ran in it so long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there was, uh, I ran a Pathfinder game and, uh, Val was in that one. My, my mod Val was in that one and some of our other friends. And this game ran for, uh, five years, five real world years. We went nice. from level, we went from level one all the way to level 20 and they, they overthrew this guy who was going to, to take over the world come to find out that uh, who we thought was one of the PC's fathers, the bad guy, the big bad guy was one of the PC's fathers. But come to find out that uh, there was this weird time paradox that went on and the character was actually the PC's son who was trying to change things. And they're like, oh, because the, nice. the player had gaps in his memory. Um, so that was that was probably one of my favorite worlds. It was just this big 
massive, massive world. Um, if I if I had the maps, if I still had the maps, I made a lot of like in-game personal props for this. I had uh, I had the world map. I had uh, like handouts, like scrolls that I would give to my players. Um, everything was very physical. Everything was very interactive. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess one of my my favorite things about that was uh, the players oopsie daisied their way into this and it wasn't what I had planned at all. The The reason being is game one, they they go and uh, they fight some troglodytes and then they leave. Game two, they go to this town that's being uh, controlled by a fae and uh, Val was playing a witch character and she's like, well, I want to I'm going to cast a protective ward on, on, on this 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 guy that was talking to them. He was a butcher. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to throw them for a loop and, and see if they, they roll with it. Um, she casts this ward on him and it breaks the enchantment. And come to find out that he's this long lost prince who's oh. who's been mind controlled to be this butcher in this town. And they're like, well, we got to put him back on the throne. And I'm looking at my notes like. Well, that's not what I had planned, but yeah, let's go with that. Let's, let's roll with it. And that's and that was the that was the, hey. the five years following. That was the five years nice. following. Nice. <laughs> the best DMs know how to pivot and adapt to what their players want to do. I love it. Absolutely. So uh, I'm, we're going to ask one last question from the audience, and then hear a couple from you. Uh, okay. Mr. Hildebrand asks. As a Swede, he wants to ask this: Do you have any connection to Nordic culture, or are you just a fan? Um, uh, so my connection to Nordic culture is is a very thin part of my bloodline, but yes, I do have um, some uh, some Swedish uh, some Swedish ancestry. It's a very very small part. Uh, I am myself a large fan. Um, paganism is very strong in my household, right. so like so Nor- Norse Norse paganry is 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 a thing that is in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, we cool. have uh, runes of protection in home. Um, you know, we've we've got uh, all sorts all sorts of things. So I love it. That's well, awesome. I have a Freya statue right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Take a look, so, guys. I have a Freya statue. I actually ta- technically have two of them, but I have one here. This one's a was a you know. That's awesome. I have a handmade one downstairs. <laughs> but all right, so young Red Wolf, to wrap, wrap up the show today, what what couple of questions did you have for us? So this question, and I'm surprised it didn't come up. So that's why I'm going to ask it. Uh-huh. So, uh, Stormy, you said that you you played back when uh, when BX was was first available. How long have each of you been playing D and D or tabletop RPGs? For me, I it's easy to remember. I started in 1981. So I don't know whatever the math on that is. It's a long time. <laughs> um, my first campaign is currently live on Twitch right now. <laughs> so I, I, so Isles in the Mist is my first full D and D campaign that I've played. Um, we had a couple of like attempted starts. We got like a couple of weeks in. It was like you know all new players with a new DM. Um, you know, so it was very much like. We were all trying to struggle bust through it, but they only lasted like, you know, a couple of weeks and most of that was character building. And, you know, so it never really I never really considered those to be like, you know, a true dive into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isles in the Mist is my first true campaign. And, and I'm, a baby. I'm a baby. Our... I'm a 
our 84th episode, I think, this this Saturday. This Saturday will be 84. Guys, yeah. tune in on Saturday. Watch it. <laughs> Thanks. Do it. What time <laughs> is yours? Make... Is yours on tonight or tomorrow? I forget. Uh, mine? Yeah, your next D&D session. Okay, so so because I've had to, to get the new PC rig, I had to put a lot of stuff on hold. Sure. Um, I would normally have a game on Saturdays. Okay. I would normally have a game on Saturdays, but this Saturday uh, we're celebrating a friend of mine's uh, birthday on stream. We're going to be playing Party Animals tomorrow. Okay. Um, but back around to that, uh, I'm thinking next Thursday we'll be doing... Um, we might be back to Heart of Dragons if my uh, if my players can get back into it, and then other than that, we'll uh, we'll drop back into Teardrops of Iron uh, in uh, on that following Saturday. Love it. So, so we'll 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 see what we can do there. I still owe my okay. So when my PC died, I was supposed to run a Halloween one shot on Halloween. It uh-huh. died the day before Halloween, so we had to postpone that. So I'm probably gonna fit that one in there somewhere too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. So you had one other question for us, brother. Um. Yeah, I have one other question. Mm-hmm. When can we do this again? <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we'll, we will definitely be back in touch for sure. Don't you we, worry. We have plans for next year as we mm-hmm. grow and expand uh, and evolve the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will be reached out to. Don't you worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. Because I think, I think Stormy and I have the same thought. So we'll see. <laughs> indeed. We'll indeed. see. We're mind readers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's is it a shared brain cell type of mind reading, mm-hmm. or is it like a legitimate link? Def- I just- <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, I think me and Star Kitty uh, figured out at some point in time in our life that we are like um, bonded pairs of electrons, and and I think mm-hmm. somehow or another the two of us have bonded with Druid and extirpate fate, and so now we're 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 part way to a whole molecule or excuse yeah. me, a whole atom. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. Almost um, to an atom. <laughs> Drew just borrowed one of Stormy's every now and again. That's very true because I'm just like, Ugh. Uh, I just want to say, Joe, Joe and, Red, Joe and Red Wolf, or as your folks like to call you, Joe, we appreciate you coming on the show. Like, You're amazing. Yep. And uh, I appreciate you guys. We were honored to have you, brother. Thank you so much. Guys, go drop your follows and all your likes and all your biddies and all your subs. Uh, check out his content tomorrow. They're going to be doing some party games, uh, something next week. Can't wait to see your new D&D stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll be raiding into you once you get back up and going. So, Fantastic. I appreciate that. And uh, Guys, if, if you are from my chat and you are currently not uh, following uh, Druid IRL or Stormy DSSG, please do so. Because as I like to say... Uh, a follow is free, you know, and these these are two fantastic people. They have fantastic people on their shows. They have fantastic people at their table when they play D&D. So give them a follow. Do that favor for me. No, don't do it for me. Do it for yourselves because you will not regret it. Well Thank said. You. Thank you, sir. We'll You're see welcome. you next time. All right. Ah, oh, wow. That was phenomenal, Druid. I just, I'm so, so glad that, that you, by chance, we saw him to raid into that one night. It's just amazing. Like he, like he said himself, you know, we, uh, all the people that you get to meet and there's, yeah. I think he's right. Yeah. There's a lot of, there is some t- toxicity out there on Twitch, but I think there's a whole lot of positivity mm-hmm. and he's a perfect example of that. 
especially yes. in the D and D community. Oh my God. Yes. Um, yes. yes. So uh, just a great, just a great episode, a great, a great session and a, and a, a great person. So, yeah. Um, so go do the things guys. Yes, yes. We believe in you to do the right yeah. thing. And that's to go support this man. Uh, and another person that we definitely want to stole upon and, and have you guys support uh, mm -hmm. coming up next Friday is another one of the Tater Realm folks. <laughs> one Nahomi. of the Mighty Mangos. Nahomi. Nahomi. next week. I know. Can't wait. Next Friday, right? Next Friday. Do you remember first is it 2 p.m. or 6 p.m.? It's okay. It's 6 p.m. We'll be making a flyer. We'll make sure that it's available for everybody. So, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard. Huh? 6 p.m. Central Standard Time for Nahomi Central. next week. All Same right. time next week. Fantastic. Guys, you, you guys are amazing for, for showing up to the show, as always, every week. We appreciate you so much. Be sure to check out all these folks and support them. And thank you for supporting us. Uh, and let's, let's do our outro. Ready? Let's remember it this time. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> thank you for coming to the show. Please drop a like, subscribe, and comment down below. You're listening to the podcast. Please rate and review the episode. We are bandwidth. And banter. Thank you. And good night. <laughs>